welcome to the very first episode of the Cyber Safety Podcast. My name is Victor, and uh, I'm going to be your host throughout these episodes, so I hope you get used to my voice. Uh, anyways, I have been around the internet and computers pretty much my entire life. Uh, when I was in eighth grade, my parents bought me an Apple IIc, and uh, I, I think you can kind of date me from that comment right there. But uh, ever since I, I own that computer, I've been a huge fan of everything that has to do with computers, and that includes the internet. Um, I was one of the early adopters of uh, using, you know, dial-up modems. I've I've built computers. Uh, I'm usually the guy that people call. Uh, to come help fix their computers when they start running sluggish or, or have a virus or some other problems with them. Uh, I've gotten some online certificates and, um, you know, stuff like that. So I, I've always been around, involved, and loved computers. And one day I decided that it's time to get everybody on board and being a little bit more private, a little bit more secure while you're surfing that wild, wild uh, internet out there. And Working at a library actually opens up your eyes to how many people really need help in this area. And I'm hoping this podcast, you know, just helps those people out there that are everyday users. So if you are a hardcore user or you are heavy into cybersecurity, uh, I hope you still listen. But please note that this podcast is meant for those that really don't know too much about computers and or cybersecurity or privacy for that matter and how to do all that online. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode, which is going to be about phishing attacks. And I know some of you out there probably have already fallen victim to some of these uh, attacks. Uh, hopefully not a lot of you, but some of you. And I'm hoping that today's episode will help you stay, um, or should I say, not become a victim of a phishing attack in the future. And a lot of the stuff you learn today, you can actually take with you to work. It also applies there, uh, along with your everyday usage online. So let's go ahead and get started. There are actually two kinds of phishing attacks. There's credential harvesting, when attackers steal credentials, such as your username and password and such to bypass security measures and steal important data. Then there's spear phishing, the fraudulent practice of sending emails ostensibly from a known or trusted sender in order to induce targeted individuals to reveal confidential information. Now, before we go any further, there is going to be a lot of information in today's episode, and so it's going to be impossible for you to write everything down. You're more than welcome to hit pause, write something down, hit play. But if, if I'm going too fast or you just want to sit there and listen, that's fine too. All this information is going to be up on the website, which you can find at cybersafetypod.com. And uh, we'll try to make, put it up there in an easy way to not only understand, but maybe also print out. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Anyways, let's keep going. Another thing that's really important is always keeping your software up to date. I know that sounds like a no-brainer, but you'd be surprised at how many people ignore on you know Microsoft Windows or their Macs uh, all of those updates that a lot of them have to do with security, and you can't really you know ignore those. You really need to keep not only your operating system up to date, but all the software, your browsers, everything, because that's one layer that will keep you safer from a phishing attack. 
And a lot of the stuff that we're covering today is specifically about emails that you receive. There are other ways out there uh, that you know people can try to uh, fish you. Uh, but today's lesson is mainly going to deal with with emails. And so when you receive an, an email, just always be wary of the story. Uh, if there's a story connected to the email, honestly, it's probably fake. There are no Nigerian princes looking to give you money for a small loan so they could, you know, win the lottery, whatever it is that's out there. Uh, if you see a story and you haven't asked for that story and you don't know who this person is, any kind of story really, be extra cautious about anything like that. Another thing I, I wanted to quickly run down was some information I found on the FTC Consumer Information page. Uh, here are some good things to look out for that uh, they, they placed on their own website. If the email says uh, that they've noticed some suspicious activity or login attempts, or if they claim there's a problem with your account or your payment information... Uh, another thing to look out for is, uh, say you must confirm some personal information, or if they want you to click on a link to make a payment, never, ever, 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 ever do that. Uh, or they say you're eligible to re to register for a government refund. Uh, it's always safer to go to the actual government's website. Another great thing, or a thing you'll notice, is look for a generic greetings in the email, such as, dear customer, hello, dear greetings, client, etc., stuff like that. Uh, that right there is a big red flag because they should have your first and last name if it's really a, a business-type email. Another thing to remember is that legitimate companies will not send attachments. I cannot stress this enough. If you get an attachment, don't click it. Just don't click it. That right there is going to save you a lot of headaches. If you're at work, you can always ask your uh, IT guys to look at it. If you don't have an IT department, you know you can always ask a coworker or somebody above you to take a look at this email and see if it's real. And more, you know, often than not, they're going to be able to identify the email and tell you if it's legitimate or not. Phishing attacks come in all shapes and sizes. Going along with don't clicking on attachments, just don't click on links. In general, uh, I know that this can be a huge inconvenience, and it may not always be possible, but it's the best practice to not click on any links. Uh, open a new browser tab or window and enter the URL of the actual business uh, that has supposedly sent you this email. If you're not sure what the URL is, uh, you can search it you know, using a search engine such as Google or, or StartPage or DuckDuckGo. And we'll talk about those last two search engines in a, in a later episode, but uh, you should be able to find the actual real address without having to click on that link. Part of the reason is because they're getting better and better at hiding uh, that it's a fake website. And so you just, you got to be very, very aware and uh, very diligent on um, not clicking links that are not real. Try not to use public Wi-Fi, especially when accessing your personal information, such as bank accounts. Uh, if possible, use a cellular connection uh, instead. Um, I know that that's changing a little bit now. There are better Wi-Fi uh, connections, especially with HTTPS out there, which if you don't know what that is, it's just a secure protocol uh, that scrambles information when you're on that website. But, you know, it's always better to be safer than sorry. So if you can use a cellular connection, I always say use that instead. You know, attackers are getting better and better at making their emails seem legitimate uh, by using real logos and hiding the actual email addresses of, of where they're being sent from. Back in the day, it was really easy 
because misspellings, you can, you can tell that English was somebody's second language that had written a sentence, and they were pretty easy to spot. Nowadays, not so much. They are getting better and better at hiding that it's not a real email and presenting themselves as being from who they say they are coming from. That being said, you can still search for spelling errors or badly constructed sentences because those are still out there. And uh, if you see that immediately, it's a red flag. Check what email address the email is being sent from. Uh, Not necessarily the title, which may have the actual name of the company they are trying to emulate. Instead, find the actual email address it came from. A lot of the time, it will obviously show it's not from the real company. You can hover over any links in the email. Uh, This can help you spot the actual URL the uh, the link is sending you to. Not necessarily the one written in the email because that can be spoofed as well. Uh, If the URL looks real, double-check the spelling. Hackers will often try and disguise links by adding or losing a letter in the address. Uh, At a quick glance, it may look real, but upon further inspection, you might notice that the URL is off. So it's, uh, it's actually really important, and you'll get better and better at doing that as you practice this. This is something that I've done, and I encourage people to do also, is if there's a phone number in the email, you can actually do a search of that number to see if the number is connected to the company they claim to be. Here's the caveat with that, though. Uh, even though it may come back as legit, it does not mean that the email is real. But you know if the number does not show up in any of the company's directories, then it's probably a fake email. Another thing you can do to just add another layer of security is to use a password manager. Um, If you're not familiar with that, we're going to cover that in in a later episode as well. But just really quick, it's a way of having your passwords uh, randomized and safe, and it'll autofill those passwords on legitimate websites. So if the website is not legitimate, then the password generator will not put the password in there because it knows that it's not a real site. So like I said, we're going to cover that in a later episode and and how to do all of that. But uh, just for now, remember, keep that in the back of your mind, the password managers. Another thing is you always have to consider the source. You just might receive an email from your friend um, or a family member that really is coming from the, from their account. But you really have to ask yourself, would your cousin or your mom be sending whatever it is mentioned in the email? It is entirely possible that their account has been hacked uh, and they did not send that email. So it could be legitimately sent from someone you know, but you know, trust your instincts, trust your gut. If the email is sending you know, spidey signals that something is wrong, Go ahead and trust that. Uh, You can always email them back, uh, text them, give them a call, and ask them if they sent this email. And if they didn't, then they know that their account was hacked and that they need to go in and change their, their password. And now we've moved on to a segment of this show that I'm going to call an added nugget of wisdom. And we actually got two nuggets to share with you today. The first one is there is actually a website that's called Checkfish. And it's a free AI-powered website scanner to detect phishing, scams, and counterfeit sites in real time. It's actually really cool. If you click on the actual link, which we'll have in the show notes and on our website, um, you could type in a website, a URL, and uh, it'll give you results on what's going on in that page. 
And here are just some of the things that are detected uh, by the Check Fish website. Tech support scams, gift card scams, survey scams, um, let's see, gambling websites, hacked websites, crypto jacking and crypto mining. And again, if you don't know what those two last things are, that's okay too. They have to do with, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Bitcoin. Let's just go ahead and say that. The other added nugget of wisdom that we're going to talk about today is what is smishing and vishing. Okay, so what we've been talking about right now is mainly emails, online stuff. Your phone can actually also fall prey to this. So webroot.com defines smishing as smishing is the act of using text messages to trick individuals into divulging sensitive information, visiting a risky site, or downloading a malicious app onto a phone. And vishing, V-I-S-H-I-N-G, as when a fraudulent actor calls a victim pretending to be from a reputable organization and tries to extract personal information such as banking or credit card information. And I, 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 don't, I don't have the stats on this. I would assume, um, unfortunately, that they will target uh, the older generation or my generation, however you want to put it. But um, the good news is that both of these techniques can be foiled using pretty much the same techniques used in your email. So never give personal or financial information unless you called them or typed in the URL. Do not click on links. And that includes in your text messages. Don't trust ask fast or click now or any of those other pushy techniques. Um, they're going to try that on the phone. They're going to try that on email. They're going to try that on text. So don't fall for that. And again, always just trust your gut. If something seems off, it probably is. In the show notes, we'll actually include links to the WebRoot article that I pulled this information from. And we'll have uh, some other links to, to some articles that will give you a little bit more information on how to stay safe out there from phishing attacks. But uh, that actually brings us to the end of this first episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you actually learned something, and I hope you pass this along to uh, all your friends and family that also might need some help uh, online. And we are going to continue this uh, next week with episode two, which is going to be about making your browser a little bit more secure and private. So I hope you join us next week. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. And that's it for today. So please be kind. This is our first episode. We will work on it. We will get better. But uh, give us a five-star review if you enjoyed it. If you learned something today in the iTunes store or wherever you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Um, both of those things really just help us get in front of more users and hopefully will help us reach more users to make them also more safe and secure. That's about it. So have a great week and we'll see you. Bye.